When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Anderson out of the net. It is six on five. Puck goes to CeCe. Oh. He's got to hurry. Lost it. Here's Ajo. The shot saved by Campbell. And he covers it up. Oh, what a chance for Ajo. He was all alone with Jack Campbell. And Campbell covers it up. The Edmonton Oilers score a 6-4 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes tonight at Rogers Place. The Oilers even their record at 2-2. Two and two. The Canes fall to 3-1. and one. A game with 10 total goals, but we start off with our save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. The situation there, minute 10 left, Oilers win a neutral zone faceoff and give up a breakaway, <laughs> and Campbell, who made some big saves tonight, makes sure the game doesn't go to overtime. Well, it's one where it's uh, there's a faceoff in the neutral zone. Carolina has a choice whether to put their goalie back in or play with their goalie out. They chose to play with their goalie out. The, the fear when you do that is if you lose the draw because now you got no goalie and he, the opposition gets the puck. And, and Kane just made a, 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 a poor choice by going across the ice. If he goes it right back to his D partner or his D guy on his own side, Nurse, short pass, you make a good, hard, crisp pass. He tries going a long pass across, and because Carolina has one extra player on the ice, there's nobody slowing down Ah, who's coming in. The puck came to CC slow. Uh, he, he's looking at the puck, hoping it gets there in time. Ajo comes across. Uh, I think it actually surprised Ajo a little bit. Uh, and he went and wasn't able to get full wood on it. But Jack Campbell made his biggest save of the game and one that allowed the Oilers to take away two points from this hockey game. Yeah, 36 saves tonight for Campbell. Good performance from him after getting pulled on Saturday against the Calgary Flames. Hurricanes outshot Edmonton 40-33. Oilers win it 6-4. Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets four points. Connor McDavid gets four points to lead the offensive attack. McDavid gets another empty netter for you. Nugent Hopkins scored a goal very similar to the one he got on Markstrom last year in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's funny. He's got an open net but a it's on a side that's not an easy shot he's got to push the his stick across his body but he put himself in the right spot he got close enough to Hyman or to close enough to where the puck was being fought got himself in a quiet area away from everyone so he's good in a defensive uh, situation if he has to get back defensively he's not tied up but he got into an area where if the puck comes to him he's got time to put the puck on net uh, nice play by him but a better play by by Hyman. That was a smart play. He's his body's tied up, his stick's tied up, but his feet were free, and he just kicked the puck to an area. Nugent Hopkins made no mistake. That was a mistake that Freddie Anderson made on that play. Yeah, I, I thought Hyman had an excellent game, though. I mean, get, kicking that puck free again, so strong on the puck. He, he, I thought he was the best player for the Oilers tonight, and there was a lot of players that were good. 
their, their stars came to play. Uh, their role players came to play. There was a lot of good in tonight's game, but I thought Hyman stood out for some of the stuff he did away from uh, the play and some of the stuff that didn't make it to the score sheet. Hyman's the fourth star of the game for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home realtor, a retailer, pardon me, the three stars in order, Nugent Hopkins, Svechnikov, who gets a hat trick in this game for Carolina, and McDavid. And, and Hyman, again, and we've seen him do this before, and he did it with about uh, 1140, uh, pardon me, 1340 left in the third period. A one on four, and he holds the puck long enough for the Oilers to make a total line change. And get a scoring chance out of it. He, he's slippery. Uh, he's a very strong man, and he's strong on his feet. And he, he's always twisting and turning. Uh, he, he's absorbing checks on the boards, but he never allows himself to get pinned. He puts himself in a position where his body's turned one way or another, and whichever side the check comes from, he's going to spin off it. Uh, I, I knew that there was a lot of very good attributes in his game when he was with the Leafs. But now when you see him on a nightly basis, and here we are into his second season here, you just realize the, the little things that he does, and he does so well. And most players you'll see when your team's changing, you're by yourself, you dump it in, but what you're doing is you're giving the puck to the opposition and you're allowing them to come out. He knows that he's strong enough to, to rag the puck in the offensive zone and hold on to it and allowed his whole line to change and get back out there. So now there was no giving the puck up. It's we're going to stay in control of it. I'm going to hold on to it as long as I can, wait for help to come. Uh, an excellent game from Hyman who plays in all aspects, power play, shorthanded, even strength, last minutes of game. Uh, he does everything and he does it well. His work ethic is as good, if not better, than anyone else in the National Hockey League. And tonight he was uh, he was rewarded with a little bit of offense, a goal and assist, and uh, helping his team get two points. Hyman goes plus two, 19.52 of ice time. A couple of shots on goal, credited with three hits as well as the Oilers win 6-4. Fun game, entertaining game. Mm -hmm. uh, Oilers were up one nothing after one. I thought they were probably a little bit better in the first period. They got a power play goal. Now the second period, to me, I mean, a lot of times we talk what happened near the end of the game. But I, to me, the second period was key because Carolina came out very strong. They were very good. Svechnikov got an early goal on a long wrist shot, tied it a minute 38 into the second period. Carolina outshoots the Oilers 69 in the second period, and we'll dive more into that after we hear from head coach Jay Woodcroft. Uh, on the goals uh, tonight, um, you know, we're in the month of October. There's some scrambliness to, I think, most teams. Um, but the most important thing is we found a way to win against, you know, a very, very good hockey club, a team that hadn't lost yet uh, this year. And um, that is a team that is a perennial president's trophy in the president's trophy hunt. Um, so for us uh, to find the two points tonight, I think that's the most important thing. And uh, we'll carry it into a practice tomorrow. Uh, I just wonder about scoring first because it's been a topic of conversation naturally around here and you did that. What did that do for your, your team, did you feel, in terms of your gameplay and, and ultimately pushing? Yeah, I, I think it's it's too simple to just say, oh, okay, if we score first, then you're, you're into the game. We've had games, only four games on this young year. What I would put the focus on is that we played a pretty good first period. Um, we liked a lot of the things that we did. And uh, we found ourselves up on a on a really nice goal. Um, so, you know, what did it do for us? Allowed us to settle in and play the game. But um, you know, we didn't score the goal first goal last game. But I thought we had a really good first period. 
Jay, Carolina plays a, a rather different style. It's almost like man-to-man, -man, uh, lots of one-on-one -on -one battles. How, how do you see, feel your team responded to that, and is, is that a is it that noticeably different to play that style than, than how a lot of other teams play? Yeah, uh, they have a unique style. I think um, I think they're a really well-coached team. I think Rod Brendamore is one of the best coaches in the National Obviously, his team plays with the work ethic that he used to play with. Uh, so it's a compliment to him and his staff uh, of how hard that team plays. Um, I think they're, the way they play is also built around their personnel. Um, they're built a certain way and the way they play suits those those people that they have in the lineup on a consistent basis. Uh, Jack Campbell tonight, I know there's four goals against, but he made some huge saves. Obviously the one on Ajo with a, with a minute to 10 seconds left. He really made some key timely saves. You know, at times they'd, they'd, you had just scored and then he made that big save on Svechnikov. Can you maybe just talk about Campbell's game tonight? Yeah, I thought he should feel good about his game tonight. He, uh, you know, he was he was clutch when when the moment called uh, for it. He made big saves, and uh, in the end, the one thing that he cares about is is putting the W on the board, and that's what he did for us tonight. He should feel good. Jay, you're about uh, two thirds through this homestand. Is it a bit challenging to start with so many games at home and not get on the road so early in the year? No, I think the schedule is what the schedule is, and uh, it's it's a little different to do that. Uh, one of the things we did in the preseason was we we took a trip, which you don't normally do in the preseason, but we wanted our players to have the feeling of being on the road together. Um, you know, we've. I would say we're playing some pretty good teams here too. And um, as I said, even though it wasn't uh, maybe the prettiest game, um, we found a way to win against a, a really good hockey team. So I'm proud of our, our fellas. Nugent Hopkins kind of finds a way to leave his mark on the game, whether he's getting points or not. It's kind of a selfless guy. It seems like it's a popular night when he gets uh, a yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I thought he made a really nice play on that shorthanded goal. And uh, obviously, I, that goal that he scored with the, with the goalie handle, that reminded me of the one in, uh, in the playoffs. Very similar, very similar spot, everything like that. Just found a way to, to have a key impact on the game tonight. I'm happy for him. Good, thanks, guys. All right, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 6-4 win over the Carolina Hurricanes tonight at Rogers Place. Nuge, four points. McDavid, four points. And, Rob, we were talking about the second period being pivotal, I think. Carolina outplays the Oilers for most of the period, but they're still down a goal going to the third. So I guess you can look at that one of two ways. Campbell was a, maybe a little better than Anderson, or yep. the Oilers' stars finished their chances better than Carolina's stars finished because the Oilers got two goals in 2-0-1 to make it 3-1. That's the key stretch in the game to me. It, it was because the Oilers weren't as good as Carolina in the second, but they capitalized on chances. And when you've got high skill, as the Oilers do, and you get those opportunities, you gotta you got to make good with them. And we didn't see that against the Buffalo Sabres as Comrie stood on his head. But tonight when the Oilers' best players had chances, they buried it. Um, I know that a lot has been made. I've read articles about it recently, and a lot of been talking about a 60-minute game 
uh, I've yet to see very often a team play a full 60 minutes where they're the better team. It doesn't happen. I mean, the Buffalo Sabres got two points the other day. They played 30 minutes, possibly. So when everyone says, well, the Oilers have got to play 60 minutes, well, no. They just, when they have their down part, they've got to limit the damage. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. In the second period, they weren't as good. They limit the damage by capitalizing on the chances they had. And then when they do have their push, as every team does, they got to capitalize and they got to make good on the, the, the opportunities. And they did that tonight when they got their chances uh, to extend the lead. And that's another thing that we, we, we discussed. And I know that some of the questions to Jay Woodcroft were about was getting the lead. The biggest thing for the Oilers when they have the lead is other teams have to get out of their defensive set. And then they got to cheat a little bit or take chances. That's where the Oilers can pick apart other teams because they can extend the lead. Because when the great example is the the 3-1 goal. Carolina's pushing. They're down a goal. They're pushing. They're pushing. Burns gets caught up a little too high because they had play in the offensive zone. When there's a turnover, Kane beats Burns back. Now they extend the lead to make it 3-1. Oilers go on to win 6-4. So the Japanese Village goal light is on on 630Ched.com. We activate this whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. So go to 630Ched.com, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Okay, more post-game reaction coming up, and we're happy to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063 is the number. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. On the left wing boards. To McDavid in front, to Dreisaitl, scores! All right, that turns out to be the winner tonight. It put the Oilers up 5-3 at the time. They go on to beat Carolina 6-4. First eight minutes and 55 seconds of the third period, the teams combined for four goals, three of them on the power play, both of Carolina's goals, and that one there by Dreisaitl. Both teams were two for five on the power play. Hyman had a power play deflection in the first period. Dreisaitl a little closer to the net, maybe, than his usual one-timers. I believe... The first try of McDavid, the first attempt with the pass was blocked. Yep. Now, I would think at that point, if you're Freddie Anderson, you're yelling, Leon, Leon, because nobody, they, they blocked the first pass, the puck went back to Connor, it and, was, and Carolina all drifted closer to McDavid, and he's it was, like, okay, yeah, there, it was, here, here he is. They, they were overloaded on the penalty kill, and the first one was blocked, and they just didn't have enough time as Connor just fought through it and got it back door to Leon, and Leon just read the play. He put himself in the best position to where the puck should come. And Connor read it, got the puck to him, and Anderson had absolutely no chance right there. So uh, a big power play goal for Leon at that point. And in a game that the referees called some odd penalties, uh, you have to take advantage of them. And the, actually, both teams did, as there was four power play goals scored in the game. All right, so the Oilers win at 6-4, Kurt from Elk Point is checking in. Now, Kurt, i got to start here. Yeah. Because I'm a little bit familiar with the community of Elk Point, having worked in Lloydminster for a while. Yeah. And uh, are, are you a? Are would you happen to be a Mark Letestu fan? Oh, of course. <laughs> Hometown hero. I had to slip that in. I used to work with his dad. 
Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 What's on your mind? Anyway, good job by the Oilers tonight getting the win. But uh, one thing that was upsetting me, every time they score a goal, they turn the camera to that guy with his beer, and he slams the beer every time the Oilers score a goal. So what if they had scored 12 goals tonight? Are we going to watch that guy drink 12 beers? <laughs> and then, well, you, then we'd watch him get carried out. Yeah, I don't know if he'd still be standing by the mm -hmm. time they got to 10 or 11. I, 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 I got to be honest with you, Rob and I, uh, we will look to the replays, but we'll usually look to the big monitor. Yeah, uh, I didn't see so it. So when no. a goal goes in, we don't see what's on TV. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to take too many shots at our, our friends at Sportsnet that, that put on the TVs. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was, that was Kurt's call tonight. Doesn't, like, doesn't like the beer guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know they show this thing. They don't show the same guy all the time when they show fan reaction, do they? I, I, I haven't noticed. See, we don't watch the TV. It's like I got my father texting me something last game about what was happening on during the telecast. I'm like, yeah, no. I'm no the road games we watch the TV. We do at that point. The home, so the home games to explain our, 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 our where I mean, we're in Studio 99 now, but for the actual game, we go up to the media level, which is on the eighth floor, and it is up there. It's at least it's eight floors high, yes. above, the, above the ice. So Rob and I are each in booths, which are, what, the size of, like, an average size spare bedroom? Yeah. Maybe a little bigger. Yeah. Um, so the, the, big, the big screen, the Jumbotron, is... Well, still below us, but it's pretty hard to miss. It's kind of our TV. Yes, and then there are TVs mounted above us between each booth, like perpendicular. So we can peer up and look at, at replay. Now, the interesting thing, though, about the TV is even on home games, it's often behind by five to seven seconds. So sometimes if there is a play on the ice, you could look turn, quickly yes. and see it live. But usually when there's a goal reaction, we're watching i start taking notes rob's you look at it stuff and then we'll usually just watch the replay on the big screen so i, I we learned something from kurt though well i'm gonna start watching now to see the beer drinking dude well now it'll be someone else next time <laughs> they're probably just i'm afraid that it might have been one of my buddies i don't want to know now he's, he's texting you now <laughs> they're now they're <laughs> Gene Principe is going to make puns about him. That's, 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 <laughs> Gene should dress up as a big glass of beer. He dresses up as the hot dog. Well, tonight he was drinking soup. I saw. Well, was he really? Uh, I didn't yeah. see that. I, see, I missed that too, usually. I did see that at the very beginning. Bob was talking, so I was kind of floating about, looking at other things going on. But, yeah, no, he was. He had two different soups, and I think it had to do with Soupy Campbell Soupy playing. Campbell. Yes. All right. It is a 6-4 win for the Oilers over the Carolina Hurricanes tonight as they get their record to 2-2. Two two. We set the line before the game at 24.5, thanks to inspiration from Bob Stoffer. Over or under the Oilers' shot total tonight for River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. Well, the Oilers were over. They got to 33. So it is Randy getting the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card as he took the over. 780-496-0063. We have Alex standing by. Hi, Alex. Go ahead. Hi, how are you? Good. Well, you know what? Uh, I got to admit. I had to listen to the call on the radio because I'm on the, uh, on the road. And uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, the call and like, I'm losing my marbles. Okay, I'm thinking, oh, no, let's not do this again. Uh, okay, I'll, 
I'm an Oilers fan. I love you guys. I love the Edmonton Oilers. I have nothing to. Uh, um, I don't want to be negative at all because I can't. And uh, the fact is, is that go Oilers go. I love your call. I love the call on 6:30 Chad because I'm on the road, and well, that is way more exciting than TV by far. Well, we we appreciate it, Alex. We're we're gonna we're gonna jump in, or people are gonna think you're a you're a paid off to call in or something like that. Well, first of all, thank you. Of course, uh, Cam Moon and Bob Stoffer were actually describing the game tonight, and some nights it's uh, Jack Michaels, but we do appreciate that. But it was an exciting game. It was, it was a, very it was a good fun game. game to watch. Again, as you often say, if you watch this game not caring who was going to win, you'd think, well, oh, I've got two and a half hours of entertainment. No, I, it was good. It was two good hockey clubs. I, I believe the Oilers have a very good hockey club that are going to be battling for the division, if not the conference or championship. And I think the, Hur the Hurricanes in Carolina are a, a top four team as well. So you, you, the expectation was that this would be a good hockey club or a ho good hockey game, and it was. And I think it turned into a game that benefits the Oilers more. Uh, Carolina is a, a strong defensive team that can roll four lines and just wear you down. Well, tonight turned into a game of penalties, which usually benefits the Oilers, and it turned into a track meet. They've got the scores that are capable of doing this. So I think Carolina got out of their game plan. And a big reason was is the Oilers took the lead. And the Carolina Hurricanes had to change the way they played. So a highly entertaining game. And I guess you would call this a high event game because yes. a lot of a lot happened in the 60 minutes. Well, tonight. like I said to you after the first period, Carolina is determined to shoot a lot. And I know teams shoot a lot and want to get pucks to the crease. But I feel like, and I'm curious what you think about this, I feel like if the puck is below the faceoff dot or even around the bottom of the circle in the offensive zone, Carolina might fire it at the goalie, mm -hmm. while most Oilers still might look to hold on to it or make a pass. Well, I don't know if most Oilers. I think you would see the Leons and the Hymans and the Nuges and the Connors and the Canes, players like that will try to make a play out of it. They'll, they'll carry it out because their uh, skill level allows them to continue to find other things to do. Carolina has some very skilled players, but they, they're not in the, the Connor and Leon type of world. Uh, I, I love shots that come from below the goal line, on the goal line, close to the goal line, because it deflects in front of the net off the goal. He, he can never swallow it. You very rarely see a puck that shot from the goal line below the glove that a goalie will cover because he's, doesn't be, he's not able to front the puck. Right. He's turned sideways, so now rebounds are going everywhere. So now you're not, you're not so much trying to score there, you're trying to create a second and a third scoring chance. And Carolina was very good at it. And other than uh, their one player that uh, had three goals tonight, who was fantastic, uh, he's a heavy shooter. And he can shoot from everywhere and should because he can beat, he's the one guy that can beat you from just about anywhere on the ice. Uh, a wonderful young player. They got some stars on this team too. Guys that are fun to watch. Um, highly entertaining game and I think both teams uh, are happy with the effort. I think both teams are going to find other things in their game that they wish they were a little bit better at. Okay, so the Oilers take it 6-4. Tony and Tanner are coming up next on the open line. You're going to hear from Nugent Hopkins and McDavid. They both had four points. You'll also hear from Zach Hyman, who was very solid tonight. Back in a couple of minutes. We're live in Studio 99. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Anderson out to play it. He lost it. Nugent Hopkins scores! Ryan Nugent Hopkins from a sharp angle gets a loose puck. And the Oilers are up 4-2. All right, that is the Nuge. He had four points tonight, a goal and three assists. Oilers beat the Hurricanes 6-4. Here he is. Going great for you guys. It wasn't the end of the world, but it was, you know, things weren't quite where you needed to be. And then a really good team comes in, so people are like, oh, no, this could be this could be tough. And, and instead it goes the other way. You guys turn in, in your best game of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think uh, um, good teams need to rise to, to the challenge of play, uh, playing other good teams. So I thought... Uh, um, we knew what to expect tonight. We knew that they're a good team. Uh, they play hard. They don't give you up, give up a whole lot. So um, we had that mentality going in, uh, keeping it simple, just trying to outwork them every shift. So um, pretty proud of the group in here to, to bounce back after a couple games. And obviously there's there's no panic in here. We just got to keep rolling now. It's it was only the fourth game of the season, but at the same time it was it was an important one for you guys to get. You know you don't want to be one of three. Yeah, I mean for sure. Um, we know how important starts of the season are um, and I think with a big homestand like this it's important to, to get off and uh, make uh, this place a tough uh, tough barn to come into every night so um, back on track here a little bit but obviously you got to keep pushing all right quick comments there from Ryan Nugent Hopkins who was picked the first start tonight for his four-point effort Connor McDavid also had four points Robbie gets an empty netter you said <laughs> you I said, said he'd have 10 at the end of the season they said he'd set the new NHL record I'm 20% of the way there, and I still have a lot of runway. Left. And whenever the Oilers have go. won, whenever the Oilers have won this season, he's got an empty net. Well, I, I honestly, <laughs> uh, when I when the other team pulls a goalie, I don't see how Connor and doesn't score. Seriously, he, he, you've got both Kane or Hyman and Leon out there. They're going to get once they get a control of the puck, they're going to put it in a spot where Connor's going to win a race, and again tonight he just Leon gets the puck he finds Connor so uh, the Oilers are a good team they're going to have the lead a lot late in hockey games so I, I feel fairly confident in my prediction of 10 empty net goals for Connor McDavid all right seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we have Tony on the line Tony go ahead how's it going boys good happy about the win uh Oilers fans might complain about you know the goals that that Campbell gave up but you know what I haven't, I haven't seen a shot like Sveshnikov shot in I don't know how many years. That kid, that wow. Um, the only two questions I have, the only question I have is, are you guys at all afraid of the defense right now? Because isn't Murray supposed to be a shutdown defenseman? And it doesn't seem like he's doing a very good, you know, job at shutting like 
he just seems to be jumping up in the rush a lot where instead of co you know, like coming back to make sure that the puck doesn't, you know... Well, get... Ryan, Ryan Murray was signed to be a seventh defenseman. Six, seven. Six, seven. Well, yeah. I think no, Broberg was supposed to be six. So they, <laughs> oh, brought, so they brought Murray in to be their seventh defenseman, and he did win a spot in the preseason, deserved to be in their top six. So he's not the shutdown defenseman. The shutdown defenseman would be Nurse and CeCe. And uh, there have been some ups and downs. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. I mean, they gave up a 2 on 0 tonight in a, while well, they were shorthanded, which you don't want to see. Um, but uh, the Oilers are highly skilled. They seem to play high event games. There, there is not going to be a question mark with what they can do offensively. But yeah, defensively, I think there's things they need to straighten out. And we've seen that through the first four games that the, the mistakes on the back end have cost them opportunities and cost them goals against. Yeah, that's our quick change for Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Lube today. And we, we talked about this, uh, I think we've talked about it after every game now. It is not the, a punishing, bruising defense nope. as a whole. Um, you know, Bouchard has had some tough plays this season. Mm -hmm. He also was chiefly responsible. I mean, it was a second assist but on the shorthanded goal, but he really made that play. So, yeah, I, I, I think the Oilers uh, and this, you know, we, we both think they're going to make the playoffs. They'll, there's probably going to be changes along the way. Yeah. And, I, you know, you hope there are personal adjustments and improvements along the way as well, you hope. Yeah, I, I think that if you're going to look at, if there's something that the Oilers will change between today and playoffs, they might add something with some nastiness or size on the back end. Something that can play a, a much more controlled defensive type of game. They're built right now for speed. They're built, they've got a bunch of creativity on the back end. They've got guys that can move the puck and jump up in the play. But they are prone to giving up opportunities against. And, and we've seen that over the games we've seen. I mean, what is uh, Campbell giving up for goals against so far in the year? It's four, 11, 11 goals in two and a half games. And in two of those games, he was really, really good. Yeah. So that means the Oilers are giving up too many chances against. All right. And they're looking for uh, somebody to provide a crunch of the game. Whenever we have that, it's presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family. We'll get to a couple more calls in a minute here. Let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. The captain, four points tonight, Connor McDavid. It was a lot of work, but uh, the, the payoff was there, I think. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a big win for our group. Um, obviously, a great great test and uh, a real good uh, Carolina team. And, you know, they gave us everything that we could handle. I thought Soup made some big saves, and, you know, our power play did its thing. And, you know, it was a big win, a bit ugly, but uh, we'll take it. Connor, from our perspective, like highly entertaining game. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that way as a player when you're in it? Like it was just back and forth? Yeah, it feels a little bit like that. Obviously, when you're the team up, up by two or up by one you don't want it to be that way but um you know i thought they give them credit their their power play did a great job in the third period and i thought we did a good job of responding with one and um you know like i said soup made, makes a few big saves especially there on ajo at the end you know obviously we're still playing if uh, if that goes in so um you know credit to him do you uh you know you guys need to win pretty bad here this must you know i'm not saying there's tons and tons of pressure but Two and two must feel a lot better than three. Certainly, uh, you know, obviously two and two is nothing to, to write home about, um, you know. But 
we'll take it. You know, um, it's October hockey. It's scrambly. Um, we don't want it to be as scrambly as it's been, but um, I talk in October. Things happen. There's mistakes made. Um, you know, but you got to find ways to, to get wins. They count. They count just the same now as they do uh, in April. So um, it was good. Uh, good to get one here. Sorry. It seems Sorry. Like your game's getting better. Like the Buffalo game, your team played a little bit better tonight. Played a little bit better. Feel like that. Yeah, I thought we did good things in that Buffalo game. You know, if it's not for a real good goalie, I think maybe we're we're, we're winning that one. Um, you know, and tonight I liked a lot about our game. You know, again, there's still things to improve. Uh, like I keep saying, it's October hockey, and you know, we want it to be better. Um, you know, but it's it's going in the right direction, so it's a positive. This team kind of has a reputation of always playing well against good teams. So from that perspective, was this kind of maybe what you guys needed is just to, a good team to come in here and sort of snap everything through? Well, we've played some good teams. You know, obviously Vancouver is, doing, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be a good team. They're off to a bit of a slow start. But, you know, Calgary obviously is a great team and, and Buffalo is a, no, uh, no easy competition. So we've played against good teams, but, you know, obviously nothing, nothing like Carolina. So it was a good test for us and I thought we responded well. How much did scoring first kind of maybe change the makeup of the game for you guys or kind of maybe give you guys a little bit of a boost, I would say? Yeah. There's been lots made about the start. You know, we're, uh, we don't live under a rock. We obviously know that. Um, you know, um, scoring the first one's big. I thought, thought our whole first period was pretty good, um, which is obviously a good sign. Uh, there's a few individual plays that, you know, the Zach Hyman on the on Nugent's goal and then battling the corner. Your back check, of, you know, seeing the save a goal. Just kind of those individual extra efforts more noticeable tonight by the group. Yeah, I thought there was just a little more second and third effort out of our group. Um, you know, not so much, uh, I guess, kind of one and done or kind of swinging away. I thought we did a good job of getting involved in battles. Um, it's going to be a long night if you if you don't battle against a, a you know a team like that. So I thought we uh, did a better job. I think there's still a little bit of room to go, and um, we'll continue. Building here. All right, that's Connor McDavid after the Oilers beat the Hurricanes 6 4 tonight. Also, Buffalo sweeps Alberta. They beat the Calgary Flames 6 3. Golden Knights take down the Jets 5 2. Bruins in a shootout get by the Ducks 2 1. Canadians pound the Coyotes 6 2. Maple Leafs over the Stars 3 2 in overtime. Penguins 6, Kings 1. Blue Jackets over the Predators 5-3. Sharks get their first win in overtime, 3-2 against the Rangers. Carlson got the goal, 5-2 Senators over Capitals. Devils beat the Islanders 4-1. And the Wild beat the Canucks 4-3. The Canucks, the only team now without a win. And they 4-3, uh, the, the Wild win it. The Canucks didn't have a two-goal lead, but they did have a one-goal lead in the third period. So another blown lead and another game without a win for the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, another missed opportunity, leading a game in the third period for the fifth straight time and uh, zero wins to show for. Well, they didn't lead it. here in the third. We t oh, that's right, 21 minutes left. Still, that's right. Yeah. All right, and also on the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Houston beats the Yankees 3-2. They're up 2-0 in that series. And Arizona in football beats New Orleans 42 34 in the Thursday nighter. 7804960063. We have Michael standing by. Michael, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Good. Uh, I just want to say I'm on the road tonight, so I was kind of listening to the game. Um, big win. Obviously, you don't want to start the season going one and four, right? Um, but I just want to go back to what you guys were talking about last. Um, with the guy there saying, uh, 
about defense. Um, I noticed you were also talking about Hyman kind of leading up and getting in the zone and um, helping the team switch over there. Um, but also, I was at the game uh, versus Buffalo. I noticed Nurse, you know, he's obviously one of their better defensemen. He's all around. Um, but he's also up there pushing a lot with Hyman, right? Um, could you see maybe Nurse trying to stay back a little bit more to be that guy where he's going to be able to defend rather than having all our D up there pushing? Um, you th you, do you think, uh, sorry, I just, I just want, like, you, do you think, are, are you asking if we think Nurse is joining the rush too often? Right. Okay. Well, he has um, two goals doing that. <laughs> no, I, I agree, right? But you guys yeah. did mention that, like, um, Nurse would be your go-to guy as far as um, defensive walk-in, right? Um, who else would you guys rather stay back to lock up the deep? Um, I'm just I'm just saying it, it seems like the defense is a little bit scattered there. Well, I, Darnell Nurse and, and Cody Cece, that's your shutdown pair. That's yeah. your top pair. Uh, I don't think they're ever going to tell Darnell's, Darnell to back off uh, on carrying the puck or jumping up into the play. I think they like all of their defensemen jumping up in the play. They just got to read it when they should and when they shouldn't. And I think there have been some misreads where players have jumped up at the wrong time. But you're, they're never going to say, Darnell, we think we need you more defensively. Stay back because the Oilers have such good offensive players. When a defenseman jumps up in the play, it gives them odd man breaks. So uh, it's just doing it at the right time. And they're not going to take that away from Darnell. They're going to, yeah. they, I mean, that's one of the attributes that he has is his ability to jump up. Shorthanded, he does it a number of times. It creates odd man rushes shorthanded. Scored a big goal the other day, jumping up in the play with Leon Dreisettle, a backdoor two-on-one goal. So that's one of the uh, assets that, Darnell Nurse has is his speed and his ability to jump up in the play. Yeah, it's, I, it's a good question, but yeah, I think it's it, the player has to read the play. You made the comment about Barry last game. Yep. Getting two up, Nima Linen had jumped up, and then Barry is not too far behind the, the final forward, and that turned into that Buffalo breakaway. Uh, I think. I thought, especially against Vancouver, a lot of defensemen were guilty of being out of position. Yep. I just think that a lot of guys had a bad night. You know. CeCe's really out of position. He was a couple times against the Canucks. Um, I, I think the Oilers' philosophy, and probably a lot of teams' philosophy, is don't take this, the stick out of your player's hand mm -hmm. if, if he can get involved offensively. I mean, I know there's a lot of... And I, and I agree the Oilers are, could be a better defensive team, and that might turn out to be the Achilles heel as we go throughout the season. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. But I'm also saying, you know... A, a two-way player doesn't mean he's just good at defense. If he's just good at defense, he's a one-way player. He can't score. So I, I think if I think Woodcroft and the coaching staff, if a player can recognize he can help as the fourth man in a rush, then do it. But he has to know his partner or somebody else yep. is, is back. I, 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 but I don't think they would ever want to say, like, don't don't join the rush. Don't try to make a play. I mean, they, they want to make plays. And a lot of times, if you do have a guy joining the rush, it, it creates a forecheck or something else. It's just you have to have the support there. No, it's just reading the play. And whether it's Darnell Nurse or Evan Bouchard or Ryan Murray, uh, they all have the green light to jump in the play. It makes them a better hockey club, makes them a more dangerous hockey club. You just got to do it smart. And for the most part, they do. But every once in a while, they make a poor decision. Tyson Berry the other night, they cost them. Um, but... 
they, they built this team on the back end with players that are capable of jumping up in the play, capable of, uh, of, of making good offensive decisions. And so you're not going to turn a guy that's, you know, got offensive minded uh, abilities, turn him into a defensive defenseman. If that was the case, you would have went and got a different defenseman for your team. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it, that's a good question. It's always an interesting debate, right? Like it's the whole, uh, I mean, who was it? Uh, remember Sandus Orzelnish? Yep. When you played against him a bit? Yep. Who was the San Jose coach? Was it Wilson then or something? But I remember seeing an interview uh, with, with whoever was coaching when Orzelnish came into the league and the coach said, you know, so often I'm sitting on the bench watching him going, no, 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 yes, nice play. Yeah. He, you know, <laughs> he'd score. I mean, that's kind of kind of the extreme. But, yeah, I think if, if you have to be smart about the decision, yep. you have to know someone is, is covering you. Have the Oilers made the best decisions as a whole through four games? I'd probably say no. You'd like it to be better, mostly on the backs of a couple of periods against Vancouver. But, but, I, but I think for me, and we, again, what, we, what we've been talking about a lot already, the defending is more against the cycle and sturdiness in front of the own net as yes. opposed to players being caught. I think that's where the Oilers... In terms of a long-term, yes. perhaps, issue. Yeah, I think that's where the Oilers have struggled at times this year. I, I don't... I haven't... There has not been a lot where the defenseman has jumped up in the play and not gotten back. And the, that's the one great thing about Darnell Nurse. When he leads a rush, a lot of the times he's the first D-man back. He's got that kind of speed. So uh, there have been some deficiencies on the back end for the Oilers, and... Uh, things that I think they're trying to get better at. They've given up too many goals. They've given up too many scoring chances. But this is the way this team is built. This team is built to score. And most nights, they're able to outscore their mistakes. Not all nights, but most nights they are. Okay, 6-4. The Oilers win it tonight. You're going to hear from Zach Hyman when we bring you back into Studio 99. This is Heartland Ford over Tybo. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Across to Nugent Hopkins on the left, gives it to Barry. He'll let it go. Scores! Zach Hyman tipped it in front. He gets it by Anderson, and the Oilers are up 1-0. Well, that was the first goal of the game way back at the 8.22 mark of the first period. The Oilers finally score first in a game, and they get the win 6-4 over the Carolina Hurricanes. Really good performance from Zach Hyman. Here he is. I remember all the things you said, but yeah. a few things. Um, do you feel like you, you did a number of those things in order to come up with a victory tonight? Yeah, they're a really good team. Obviously, they don't uh, they don't give up. They push back, and, um, you know, Soup made a couple of key saves there. Uh, just a, a good win for us. When you look at uh, Carolina, they had a great start, and uh, it seems like one of those games where you maybe can really prove how how good you are, mm-hmm. not just the win, but how well you played and, and against the, the competition. Do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I think we, I think we all know in the locker room we're a really good team, and you know, we have a lot of confidence in, in this group and you know what we want to accomplish. So it's nice to, to get a good win against uh, another really good team. Um, you don't want to fall behind, you know, too badly in the, the start of the year. You want to make sure that uh, you get off to a good start. So we're back to even here. Now we've got a big game against St. Louis, so it's uh, another good test for us. You're up 3-1, and they push back. You're up 4-2, they mm-hmm. push back 5-3. You guys, you kept them at bay. Is that almost as, as important as winning is how you won and maintained your poise when they were pushing? Yeah, I mean, we'd like to, to keep the, yeah. keep it, you know, keep their pushback limited, right? But uh, that's, that's you know, what happens when you're playing against a good team. They don't, they don't give in. They don't give in. 
they force it, they push it, and uh, you know they're able to capitalize on their power play there. Um, but I think you know on the flip side, good teams know how to respond and, and push back themselves. So I thought we were able to do that multiple times in the game, like you, you mentioned, and get away with the win. Campbell responded pretty well. He uh, 36 saves and some key ones in big moments. Yeah, no, he's yeah he's solid. He's solid back there. Um, you know we gifted them a couple there on the on the PK. Um, but he made all the all the the saves that you know the timely saves that we needed him to make, and he was great. This morning you mentioned the importance of scoring first. I just allowed you to get near rhythm. Did you sense that now that you had that lead? Did it change the game a bit? Yeah, it's nice not being the one who has to push back, right? It's not nice not being the team that's behind and that's got to look for a push, right? So we're on the flip side of that today, and uh, you know we got to learn how to how to play with the lead. We're going to have a lot of uh, leads going into the third, so it was nice to. You know, I think we went in there three-two. It was nice to win. Obviously, we'd like to you know, tighten it up a little bit, but good win. That is Zach Hyman. Oilers over the Hurricanes 6-4. Get more on this game on 630Chet.com, globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. Tomorrow night on 630Chet, countdown to kickoff at 6. Game at 7.45 with Morley and Dave Elks and Lions in the final game of the season for the Elks. And then Saturday, we got an Oilers broadcast. It's a matinee, 12.30 for the face-off show, and the game will start at 2 as the Oilers take on the St. Louis Blues. So the Oilers now 2-2 two and two on the season. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30. Chad, we've been live in Studio 99. Edmonton Oilers Hockey is presented by Friesen Brothers. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.